guys, it's Dr. Cameron Dennis, physical therapist with the Back on Track Running podcast, where we offer up the best solutions to problems that runners face on a daily basis. For more information, please visit backontracktherapy.com or join the Running Injury Support Group on Facebook. Now, let's get to the show. Hey guys, Dr. Cameron Dennis, physical therapist with Back on Track Therapy and Wellness, and this is... Kristen. Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is Dr. Kristen Schultz. <laughs> She's too modest, um, but she is a running specialist, also a physical therapist. And in just a few minutes, we're going to start talking more about running shoes um, and why she's a good person to kind of educate of not only you, but also me, um, as we're all learning all the time. And anyone who stops learning basically is selling themselves short. So basically what we're going to do is in about two minutes, we're going to start talking more about uh, running shoes. Um, but if you do happen to pop in, go ahead and comment. Um, throw some likes on there so we can kind of see who's going on, like who's in here. <clears throat> Hopefully everybody's Sunday is going well. I guess we do have people internationally. It could be like, could be Monday. Yeah, it could be, I guess. That's <laughs> I keep forgetting what day it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so go ahead and throw a like up or comment if you are in here, and we'll start talking here in just a minute or two. I'm um, going to wait for a couple people to hop on. See, we have one person. Um, unfortunately, we can't see who that is. I hate that. Yeah, on the computer, huh? Yeah. Make that bigger. <laughs> well, whoever you are. Oh, oh Letty. It's Letty. Hey, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> how you doing, Letty? How you been running? Letty had, um, I forget if it, I think maybe it was hip. Was it hip hip issues, Letty? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we had kind of talked on the phone a little bit, and she had she had a physical therapist, um, but it seemed like the PT and you have to, you I'm sure you agree with this, Letty, but the PT would always send you like super complicated exercises, and there was like like uh like she'd give her like a page like a worksheet okay and <laughs> like they were always like 10 steps for like one exercise <laughs> and i'm like no Too just just lunge do a lunge <laughs> <laughs> you remember us talking about that letty <laughs> um but okay so and keep in mind letty it takes us a minute to be able to um kind of see what you say so if we're not responding when you right away when you type it that's why um, so, and sometimes I notice that there's more, actually more people watching than what it actually says. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've got set up. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and get started? Um, so basically running and sucking. Sweet. I like those. We'll talk about those. <laughs> yeah, we did last night. <laughs> actually, so. we did have a chance to talk last night. So we're here at a physical therapy conference in Clearwater, Florida. And basically, um, I've met a lot of running you know, physical therapist, running specialist here. Um, and Dr. Kristen Schultz really stuck out to me as being someone who really knows what she's talking about, um, particularly um, about running shoes. You know, we really got into talking about running shoes um, because you said that you worked in a um, running store for how long now? Yep. It was, I worked in a running shoe store. It was, I think about a year. It was when I was in PT school, actually. So I worked at a running shoe store um, in so, sure. Yeah. And so she has a unique perspective on, you know, running shoes 
um, from like a sales perspective and from, right. from that perspective of the people in the store and well and as a runner and being a runner yep <laughs> and as a physical therapist so it's like three times as good right <laughs> so so why don't we get started um, some of the questions here you know why don't we just ask this um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself sure sure hi everyone thanks for having me I'm super excited to be here um, but so as he said my name is Kristen Schultz um, I um, graduated in 2013 from Rocky Mountain University um, with my DPT um, I've been practicing for almost five years now I've done a variety of different settings but mainly outpatient of course, I love to work with runners. That's my passion. That's like literally the reason I got into PT school. Um, I ran in high school, ran in college. Um, I've dealt with injuries myself. So um, that's kind of where that passion comes from. I've seen teammates, you know, be injured. I was, you know, I've been injured. So it's just that passion of how do we keep runners healthy from getting injured. Um, and that's kind of where that passion came from. But like Cameron said, I had a really neat, unique opportunity work at a running shoe store when I was going to PT school. Um, I ran with a group in Utah and they just like one day were like, hey, do you want to work here? And I was kind of like, oh, I'm in PT school, but I was like, this is like an opportunity I can't pass up. So I was super excited that I did not because um, it's also a really quality running store. Like they've been ranked high in the country before. Um, Runner's Corner, if anyone in here is from Utah, you've probably heard of them. Um, but anyways, so have like and it was just really good what they did and how they fit people through their shoes and everything. So um, he was asking me last night, he's like, you know, asking about shoes. And I was like, yeah, I worked at a running shoe store. That'd be great to share more. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's a really quick background um, on myself. So perfect. Okay. Um, so, and I'm sure we have people from Utah in the group. So probably, I mean, people, there's a whether thousand, they're, yeah, whether, whether they're in here now or not, they'll probably be coming on, commenting on this for months. Yeah. To come. Yeah. Um, so, Basically, um, you have a very unique perspective on um, running shoes, and that's something that I think uh, running shoes selection is something that is uh, highly controversial, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of what are the most important factors, yep. right? And so, in your opinion, what are, give me the top two or three things that you would say are the most important factors to take into consideration when someone goes to um, get new running shoes. Yeah, no, definitely. So first of all, I would say definitely go to a running shoe store if you have one nearby. Um, and if you don't, and just a regular shoe store happens to be to specialize in running shoes, I guess. But if there is a running shoe store, that would be first thing because most of the time, not always, but you know, they're gonna have, they're gonna do a little more than you at least than just going over to a normal um, sporting goods store, I guess. My opinion, again, could be different anywhere. Um, Second of all, when you get there, hopefully they're going to let you run in the shoes. Now, I mean, some places might not let you. Um, where I worked, we actually let them run outside in the shoes, too. So they just, that was part of their, you know, they you might buy a pair of shoes that had some, a little bit of black on the bottom. That's just how they did it because they wanted their customers to try them out. Um, so as far as that goes for you, you want to try the shoes out, right? You want to run in them um, and get into a normal running cycle you don't want to just like run shuffle in the store a little bit um there's actually a track at that store too inside track that we could you could test them out on so if you're lucky enough to have that that's awesome but uh, so test them cool. yeah yeah i didn't tell you that last night yeah i forgot about that. actually i just like thought of that too that or yeah like i said i don't even know they might have a new store by now i haven't talked to them in a few years but um 
but yeah, um, try them on and make sure they feel well. You want if they feel weird and something's rubbing now for a few steps, it's definitely gonna rub when you're running a lot of miles. Um, and then the third factor, and this is what we were kind of talking about last night a little bit, um, is um, and this is kind of getting more in depth, and I don't know that everyone's gonna know this, but um, you was asking a lot of questions about like minimalist shoes and knowing um, just if, anyways different um, what you want to look for in a shoe. I personally, this is my opinion, again, everyone, someone might tell you something different. I like to go with a shoe. You want to look at what the heel to toe drop is on a shoe. Now, what that is, is basically the difference in the, say we'll just call it the cushion, and the heel to the toe, and the difference from the heel to the toe. As far as if you do want to promote, you know, like a midfoot strike, um, that's where the biggest difference is going to be. And you want to look for, and you might actually have like a pretty bigger shoe might even be heavier and that heel to toe drop actually might be lower than you think. Um, so back up a little bit, you want to look, um, and I'm not even saying that I always do this, but if you want to have, I guess I'm going off topic a little bit, but we were talking about minimalist shoes. And if you want to go a little bit more on that side of things, you would want um, it to be, I, I, there, there's no exact um, number, but somewhere between like six and eight less than that would be gonna promote a more of a midfoot strike when you're running. Um, as we were talking about, we were talking about Hoka's last night and how a lot of people think of those as like really hunky, heavy shoes, but they're actually super, for anyone that runs, does anyone run in Hoka's that's listening? Just comment below if you do. Um, they're actually, you'll probably know, pretty light and that heel to toe difference actually does promote a, a more midfoot strike. Um, so I just wanted to share that little bit, not that you miss it. Just, I mean, it's gonna, it's all gonna differ, but that's something I do look for. I personally look for that. And that doesn't mean I'm gonna get a super lightweight or a super um, flimsy shoe, just that that heel to toe difference okay. is the most even. So you think um, it's important to get them in the store, right? Rather than ordering online. It's uh, important that they're comfortable. Yep. So try them on, on for sure. Yep. Um, and I think along with the comfort comes uh, making sure that they're well made, right? So yep. you put, you know, you reach your hand in, you make sure there's no sharp edges and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Make sure the glue, they're well constructed. Yep, yep. You know, and that all comes in with comfort because you're gonna be pretty uncomfortable if you have, you know, sharp edges on because of the, uh, the threading and things like that. So, um, you know, make sure that they're comfortable. Uh, and then the other thing you said was uh, the heel drop. Yeah, yeah. So. Is there a time when, like, is there a certain runner who might do better in a higher, like, uh, heel drop, uh, like, difference? Or is there, or should most people look for that range? Yeah, that's, uh, like, honestly, see, I feel like I, I don't want to say I went off topic with that, but it's really, it's, everything is so patient dependent, and it, like, ideally you have someone that's going to watch you run and see how you land, because if you're, yeah, if you're, it's, it's all dependent, to be honest, and you might be just fine in a heavier shoe or one that has a higher heel-to-toe drop. It depends on what you're looking for and how you run, so it's hard to give an idea. But it is, I think it's just something that could be knowledge, like good to have knowledge on the shoe of where that's sitting at. So, um, and this comes from kind of, it's just my background of like I was sharing. Um, this is more my working in a running shoe background almost more than even PT and everything too. Um, was just like the store that I worked at too. A lot of the runners there actually, I don't know if anyone's heard of this, comment below. 
they actually, um, way before, you know, like ultras were created, where that's a zero drop shoe, that's the idea behind that, they were cutting off the bottoms of the shoes to make their the heel to toe drop at a zero, and they mm. do really well with not having a lot of injuries. So, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so, what would you say? Um, What's your favorite type of running shoe? Do you have a favorite type of running shoe? Currently, like, right now. <laughs> what's your favorite? Let's say this. What's your favorite brand? Yeah. And do you have a favorite model? Yeah. So currently, I mean, this is just what I'm running in right now. Um, I'm running in um, the New Balance 1080, which actually isn't even like a super low heel toe drop like I was talking about. Um, just It just felt, feels really good on my feet and... Um, I was telling him this, like, I'm a runner still, even if I'm a PT, like, it could just be a mental side of things, but I haven't got injured in this shoe, and every time I've gotten a major injury in the past, I've switched my shoes. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to do that, that's just me, probably. Um, but currently, that's where my shoes are at, but I have had other favorites in the past. Um, but I do love, I love New Balance, I love Brooks, Fur Patients, and Clients. Um, those are two, probably two of my favorites. I love there's other ones I love too, but it's going to depend on what feels good for you. So, Okay. So people who are watching, I see we have eight people on, and I appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but I'd like to know, if you have any questions, please feel free to comment um, comment on this video so that we can kind of help answer any questions that you have. Um, because I think that's one of the most commonly asked um, topics is uh, about running shoes. Um, and I, I somehow try, I usually try and avoid like the top discussion of the different brands and the different models and things like that, you know, but, um, you know, someone who's worked in a running store would have a pretty good idea. So now's the time. <laughs> okay. So if you have questions about specific brands of shoes and different, you know, that we, we kind of talked about the, um, the different height, um, the different minimalist shoes and things like that. But, um, so, uh, pain in both toes for last month. Any suggestions might be normal there is no overpronation um so go ahead and why don't you tell yeah, me what I you would say, say and then so two things that come to mind um this would be another thing to look for an issue i guess um that i would say that i haven't said yet is when you are trying on shoes put them on and then i always shove my heel to the back just kind of to get how, where it will fit into the shoe and then go to your big toe and between the big toe and the front of the shoe look at how much space you have like from I don't know if this makes sense this is my foot here's the shoe oh here's I guess I need to be in the <laughs> right. camera and there's a shoe around it big whatever my big toe will be I don't know which one but put your thumb in front of it the, the empty space of the shoe you want to be at least a half of your thumb width if that makes sense at least a half I honestly personally go for I, I try to get to a full size because that's going to give you room in that toe box so you're not nudging up against there again you don't probably want too much room either but um that way your toes aren't like this and they can sprawl out more and act more in a natural way like they need to sure so that's another really good point to look at um, when you're looking at a running shoe as well so shikar are you familiar with um the term toe box that basically just refers to the space um at the end of the shoe basically where your feet are uh, where your toes are. Um, there might be a more technical term than that, but that's generally what it is, right? Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, so you're going to want something that feels comfortable, and she was kind of trying to explain how to um, make sure that you can kind of check it yourself. 
Uh, most running stores will usually check that for you if you have yeah. anything like that, I think. Um, I mean, that's the benefit of getting it, you know, in a store as opposed mm -hmm. to going online. Um, and then uh, the other thing I would mention is, uh, maybe I was going to ask you a question. Um, <laughs> it was related, though. <laughs> um, are there certain brands that have more narrow toe boxes, and are there certain, like, that maybe um, Shakar needs to avoid, or are there certain types of shoes to avoid, and certain types of shoes that maybe might help with something like that yeah no definitely so of course all different brands are gonna have different models so in a way it does depend um, but one that I do find particularly narrow is Mizuno I do know some people love them and if you have more of a narrow foot those work great but they do tend to be a little more narrow um, where see like a ultras like um, those have a wider toe box um, Brooks tend to have wider toe boxes it depends on the brand um, I mean, New Balance, I would say, is pretty general. Um, Did you say Nike? I didn't say, oh, Nike. Nike does things to be narrower. That's too, what I've heard. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Nike tends to be narrow. So, personally, like Mizuno Nike haven't worked with my feet just because of that reason. Like, I have wider feet in general. So, um, so yeah. So, I would say look for that. And there are also, um, yeah, that too. There are also, there's a different different ways you can tie your laces that will open up um, the toe box so that the, sometimes people get the laces up here. Let me do this. I keep forgetting my camera here. <laughs> if the laces up here will be too tight and it basically is a way that um, opens up the, the toe box here. Um, it would be pretty hard to do here. I could do like a separate video maybe sometime on that, but um, you could Okay. You, maybe if you Google, I feel like it might work out. Yeah, if you, but I could, yeah, there are something different. <laughs> there are definitely um, resources on Google, um, and you know, in terms of, I would just maybe search something like um, sh shoe tying variations or ways to tie your shoes as a runner, mm -hmm. something along those lines. You know, you don't have to be terribly specific, but they'll sometimes they'll have like um, diagrams and they'll say exactly, you know, for what complaint you have they'll say exactly how you might try to tie your shoes differently mm -hmm. depending on that to help so um, that was a good question but as far as the toes um, I wanted to mention Shikar that the other thing is um, I guess this might be for others who might be complaining of, of toe pain as well um, the, the big toe is not always going to be the longest toe um, so you'll really want to make sure that because um, you had mentioned measuring oh, yeah, the end yeah, yeah. Uh, by your thumbnail, um, but you really want to make sure it's the longest toe, not yep. just the t big toe, um, because I think it's like some huge percentage of the population is, yeah, that have <laughs> the second toe actually is um, longer than the first toe. So you really want to make sure that you know you're taking that into account as well. Um, and then he said, let's see. So any exercises for feet relaxation? So I mean, it kind of depends, uh, Shakar, if, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Let me know if I'm not. Uh, but if you're having, uh, if you're having this problem repeatedly, uh, it could be, um, and, and when, when you say feet relaxation, I don't know if they're tight. I don't know if it has to do with the, the toe problem that you're talking about. Um, and shoes, honestly, may not even be the issue with the big toes. Um, so it may be, the, it may be what's causing the problem. Um, it's hard to say without really getting more information. 
you know. Um, but if you do want to kind of talk about it a little bit, just either message myself or message, probably be good if you message um, uh, Kristen in order to talk a little bit more in detail about it. So um, we're going to give you more information at the end uh, so that you will know the best way to contact her. Um, so hopefully that helps. Uh, so Letty asked, are uh, Newtons good? Yeah, so um, I don't have a ton of experience with Newtons. Um, when I worked at that store, I don't think we had any Newtons, but I have heard really good things. Um, my friend and the uh, running shoe owner where um, I've lived a lot of places. Um, I do travel PT and I've traveled around. But anyways, I lived in North Dakota um, for a bit too, still um, we'll be going back there a little bit too. Anyways, um, so um, he carried Newtons, and I know he really uh, spoke highly of them. I believe I should make sure on that, but he, yeah, I don't remember the um, the model that he recommended to. But as far as I know, I have heard good things. I don't know if you have at all, but I have not heard bad things. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm <laughs> I don't think I've heard like don't get those shoes, or you yeah. can get that on some. Um, but like anything, like it's not, it doesn't really come down to, oh, is this the good shoe? Is this a good shoe? Honestly, every shoe out there, well, maybe not the really, really down low ones, but all the shoes out there <laughs> are probably good for someone out there, to be honest. Like it's made, like it'd be great. It'd be like the number one shoe for someone. It just really depends on, it, it, it should be comfortable, but it's not comfortable. Um, you know, if you can get what you by your gait looked at, how you run looked at, that could help too. But um, right. I feel like I'm down to the patient um, um, runner preference. So. Okay. So it comes down to their preference. So um, awesome. I got, got oh, your yeah. name right. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say, uh, I think I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, but along, along the same lines, basically, like what brands would you say maybe to avoid? You know, are there any brands like maybe like what would you say Skechers? Would you say? Oh, oh. I don't. To my knowledge, I don't know of any really good Skechers. I, I could be wrong. Well, I Skechers do actually. I know runners that, that run in Skechers. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I have. We did have one when I worked there. Uh, I don't remember the name of it that people did like, but I've never been like, no, don't do that. I, I personally like the only ones I can tell you, my personal. Nike Mizuno have never worked well for me, but obviously lots of people run in both of those brands. And I can tell you a person that loves both of those brands. So, and that are great runners too. So, um, but as any, as anyone's to avoid, um, I think overall, when you're looking at um, just any brand, um, not, not always price necessarily matters, but if you're going as low as like the $40 shoes out there, say you're probably gonna get what you pay for at that point. Once you get up to maybe at least eighty dollars, like and above, like they're usually. I'm not saying you can't find cheap shoes on Amazon out there or anything, but I'm just saying um, at a basic level, like if you get the most basic shoe, that's what it's going to give you. But that doesn't mean it's bad for you either. Okay, speak up a little bit. <laughs> oh yes, sorry. Uh, just so they talking. can hear you. But My bad. Anybody who hops in, make sure you uh, comment and say you know say hello, so we know that you're here because we can't see who's in here. Um, we can talk about Adidas, uh, but make sure that you guys are hitting the like button and commenting. Um, if you're feeling happy, hit a happy face. If you're feeling pissed off, hit the, hit, <laughs> hit that face. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, we just want to see how everyone's doing and make sure we know who's all in here because we've had probably 20 people come in and out. I mean, um, so it's good to know who's all in here so that we can kind of help uh, everybody to the best of our ability. So um, 
what I did want to mention before we get to the other question, uh, Shikar, was uh, there are like a, a reasonable, I shouldn't say reasonable, there's like an acceptable amount of defects in running shoes that uh, manufacturers are um, basically able to ship them out as. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. a certain percentage of, of their line. Yep. So out of every 100 shoes, every 100 pairs of shoes that they have, maybe five of them have defects, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, we were kind of talking about like, you know, if you're having pain in the toes or pain in the foot, um, you know, it's important that you actually go and try them, you know, try and see if it is actually the running shoes, right? Because um, it could be just that pair, you know, mm -hmm. because just because that pair didn't work doesn't necessarily mean that it's that brand or that model. Right. Sometimes if one pair, if one shoe is actually um, like has a defect, you know, in either the way that it's built or, you know, uh, the way that it's shaped, uh, you can actually end up having, you know, a lot of times like tendonitis and things like that. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to point that out. Uh, it's something to take into account. That's why it's super important that you do that. Um, you do get them somewhere in person, and that you're doing that uh, assessment of the shoe, and you're actually feeling them around and looking to make sure they look even and everything like that. Yep. But what I wanted to ask you was, as someone who's worked in a running store, mm -hmm. do they go through and look to see, you know, in the in the store that you were, do they actually yeah. go through and like examine the shoes? Yeah. To be honest, I don't recall doing that ever. I don't know if the managers were doing that, like when they brought them in or not. They might have been. Um, hopefully, if you tried them on and ran a couple times in them, you would notice it. But you might not, obviously, if you're not running tons of miles in them. Uh, but we let, you know, everyone try it on. You know, sometimes they try on eight pairs of different shoes. So, you know, you would hope that you would feel if something felt different. But you might not. And, I mean, usually stores are going to be pretty good with if you do notice something, they're going to take them back and, um, you know, let you try another pair or whatnot, whatever their policy is. Um, but another thing, too, to keep in mind is, like, um, between, like, the model numbers, like, even model numbers, like, you could get, and you've probably experienced this maybe as runners, you go up, um, you know, you're, you had a third of a mo you had a third of a mo the model, and then you got the fourth of the model, and it's totally different. It's built a little different, and runners we tend to be a little pickier. We like things to stay exactly the same, right? Mm -hmm. So you might notice <laughs> that different model numbers are different too. So that's important to not just assume, oh, I got this last time, it's going to work out. It actually might feel better. So it would be best to go and try it on again, in my opinion. Okay. So changing kind of subjects a little bit, yep. what would you say, um, and I see your question there, I didn't forget, um, actually let me, write, let me write my question down and then can you address this, uh, so Shakar bought a oh. uh, pair of Adidas with a wider toe box, what, yep. what, you know, what's your experience with those yeah, yeah. With Adidas? No, that would, I mean, that sounds great, I mean, if, if they felt good on your feet and they have that wider toe box that honestly for most people that's going to help like what we were talking earlier your feet are going to be able to sprawl out like they want to more um and um yeah adidas isn't necessarily you know isn't a bad shoe either i haven't um heard anything um overall negative so again it's just going to come down to um how they fit for you and i guess making sure they are running shoes too i guess they're not just you know casual wear shoes too so i guess that's a a basic but i guess important thing to keep in mind too so um but 
Yeah. Okay. Did you have anything else? Have you? Nope. With Adidas I, I don't or? have a lot of experience with Adidas. Yeah. Um, it's another one of those that I haven't heard anything necessarily bad about. Mm -hmm. um, I think with some brands, um, they tend to have more defects than others, mm -hmm. uh, like a higher percentage. Yeah. I don't know that Adidas is necessarily one of them. Um, Skechers, I would think, would probably be one, and Nike, I think, would be the other one. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I could be, I could be totally wrong, but just this yeah. is kind of my impression based on what people have told me. Um, but yeah, overall, I think. Um, I'm not sure where Adidas falls into that, honestly, but, you know, um, Asics, Brooks, New Balance, Hoka's, Ultras, those are going to be, I think, probably, you can't really go wrong in terms of... Right. Yeah, those ones that you just mentioned, I think, are all yeah. great. So. Um, so I had a question about um, minimalist shoes versus more supportive shoes. So when, you know, is there a specific time when it might be better for someone to have uh, like a more supportive shoe mm -hmm. um, you know and if so when when might that be mm -hmm. well let's just start with that yeah we'll start with that so um, again it always varies patient dependent but I would say if you had just um, had an injury that and especially to say if it was a foot injury um, of course there's lots of different opinions out there but that might be a time where to have more supportive shoe might help you to have a little bit more cushion it's just gonna feel better um, especially if it was a foot injury or something um, that that would be a time when you would look at that and I think there's a lot I know the difference between just having like more cushion and support and I mean every shoe feels different versus if it has a, you know motion control pronation control whatever you know everyone is gonna call different um, and that's just kind of like a whole nother topic as well and I don't know if you want yeah to yeah and yeah and we've talked about it before yeah. um, you and I haven't but in the yeah, <laughs> in yeah. here we have um, but we've kind of talked about how you, you know you shouldn't really pick your shoes solely solely I made that <laughs> joke twice get it? <laughs> <laughs> it's funnier than the first time <laughs> So, I missed it the first time. Oh, maybe it wasn't with you. <laughs> I missed it. Sorry. <laughs> um, like, there's a lot of runners runners around here, so I feel like I'm, I have a lot of the <laughs> conversations about like pronation and things like that because it's like a hot topic, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so my, I guess my my question um, now I, I'm like totally off track was uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> oh, it wasn't a question. It was don't buy your shoes solely off of the <clears> or <throat> the arch height okay so a lot of running stores will do like a 3d analysis of your shoes and i'm sure you could probably tell us more about that right mm -hmm. um what goes into that and i would i would think that would depending on the quality of it it might give you some indication um it might give you some direction but i, I don't know that it's that it should be the only factor that goes into selecting running shoes. Mm -hmm. So if you do happen to go into a running store and that's the only thing that they're selecting, helping you select them through is the arch height, um, I would probably walk out. Yeah, I would definitely be <laughs> run, questioning that. Run the other way, but not in those shoes that they gave you. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, those other factors that we talked about are going to be more important or at least as important. You know, it really, you have to really take in to account all of those different things. Mm -hmm. So what can you tell us about that, your experience with that 
sort of 3D analysis. Do you know much about it? Yeah, well, we, I mean, at first we had just done, um, and you're talking like just a gate analysis using like an app or anything, or you mean like an actual? I mean like an actual like, uh, analysis of the foot, like, of the arch. Arch like, on there. No, I don't. You haven't had yeah, anything no, like No, no, no. I actually haven't, to be honest. Um, I think it is like, it can be beneficial just to like get a gate analysis on and see how, if you are pronating a ton or not. And we were talking to, a little bit yesterday. I mean, this is just my opinion again. Uh, my personal opinion is if you're if you're pronating a ton, you're really rolling over. Um, that it could be beneficial, maybe have a little bit more support. But if it's a little bit, majority of people have a tiny bit anyways. So I, I have heard of like stores out there that just you have a little bit. They're like, oh, we need a pronation, you know, or that has been kind of the trend in the past too at times. Mm -hmm. um, but I think unless it's and especially if it's not causing a problem, like think of that too. If you've been wearing normal shoe and all of a sudden someone's trying to put you in a a shoe that has extra support, you know, motion control, like why would, don't, you don't need to do that. Right. Um, so. Right. And yeah, and pronation is a normal motion. Yep. You know, it's a normal, uh, you know, direction basically for the foot and ankle to move. So um, if someone says you're pronating, that's tell them that's normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> over pronating. Um, if someone says you're over pronating, you might ask what they mean <laughs> because mm -hmm. honestly, we're all built differently, right? So, um, I think some running stores and not only some running stores, but PTs and running coaches mm -hmm. and tr personal trainers, they, they tend to think that if you're pronating like at all, then that's bad. And they need to put you in a more supportive shoe, but that's absolutely not the case. Um, your, your feet need to pronate. That's a normal motion when you take any sort yeah. of stride. So, um, so just, you know, take that worth a grain of salt, mm -hmm. you know, it's term in terms of just like, um, shoe selection. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, and then how long would you say someone, say someone is in um, like a more supportive shoe, you know, what would be the best way for them to progress down to like more minimalist shoe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be a um, slow tr transition that way too. If you've been running for a while in it and you're kind of feeling like, okay, I would like to wear either something lighter or I just want to try maybe something like Kristen was talking about with the lower heel to toe drop, um, I would slowly progress down there. As far as if you're in like the heaviest shoe imaginable, I think of, I yeah, just super heavy shoe, like taking the next step down, maybe not going all the way um, down to like a Vibram or something, right? Where you're, yeah, I'm, but there's, that's also kind of a, it could go a lot of ways. If you are basically the bigger leap you're taking, the longer you should take to fully be wearing that shoe, if that makes sense. So if you're going to go from this really, hunky shoe to a Vibram, your breaking period is going to be a lot longer, right? And I've never worn Vibrams myself, but I know people that do. Um, so I would say more so it's going to depend but, on that. But you have a pair of Vibrams, right? I do. I was telling them that. I have a pair <laughs> from probably, oh shoot, that would be like six years ago that I bought them because <laughs> you get a discount on running two stars, right? So I bought lots of shoes. <laughs> I literally have never worn them. <laughs> I was telling them I need to sell them, but then I was like, they're cool to have. So I just keep Right. So not that she wouldn't wear them for those watching that love Vibrams. Yeah, not that yeah, she yeah. wouldn't wear them. She just hasn't worn them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just have Yeah. Um, so this is another, uh, next question would be, you know, what, in terms of the people in this group, so there are a lot of people who do road racing, um, there are a lot of people who do trail running, mm -hmm. trail races as well, you know, ultras, all sorts of things. I mean, we have everyone in this group, right? So yep. Yep. what would you say um, is the biggest, if you could give just a couple differences between like 
like a average trail shoe versus mm-hmm. like an average road running shoe like yeah like marathon you know anywhere from 5k to marathon running shoe yeah um definitely just like if you're getting a trail specific shoe um you're gonna get that extra grip um that's gonna help you in like if it's really muddy where you're gonna be um running or if it's really rocky that's another thing some trail shoes are gonna have like a rock plate in them they might call them something different but that will you know if it's a really rocky area it sometimes you know can might hurt if you have a normal shoe on um so those are the main differences and then again all trail shoes are different like some are really um, more intense like i have a pair of brooks cascadias which i love but i actually just wear them for hiking i don't even i actually like i've ran them a couple times but i personally run in normal shoes on trails i had a number of trail shoes they are fine but i i personally didn't feel like i needed that extra traction that's just a personal um preference um but you can get some trail shoes that you could wear almost wear on the road too because there's that little of extra um traction on the bottom um but yeah difference between that to the road shoe i mean then if you're getting a road or even like a racing flat of course it's gonna be really light and more responsible on the road so okay yeah that makes a lot of sense um so john says uh this yeah, is John. Like yeah. <laughs> if you're training for a race, uh, half marathon, does it make sense to have a training shoe and a sneaker? Well, that's a fun word, sneaker. <laughs> and a competition sneaker. How long does it take to break in a shoe? Yep. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's a good question. That's a great question, actually. Um, again, person preference if you want both. Um, it definitely isn't a bad thing to have. I think the reason, so you said a half marathon, say half marathon, of course it's a little bit longer of a distance, um, but it can be nice to have that lighter shoe on race day. You feel more responsive. Um, again, I actually personally just wear the same thing right now. I have worn, um, road, um, racing shoes in the past, but I would say best case scenario, you should break them in a little bit, do some of your speed work in them. Um, so that you're not just going and running 13.1 miles with no, never um, being in them before, you might be a little sore. You probably will be sore, definitely after. Um, so I would definitely break them in. And how long does it take? Um, I would. It depends on like how much training you're doing, how much speed. But I would start with. Um, so if you've never, you know, used a road racing shoe before, um, I would. Um, if let's say you're doing a track workout maybe wear them for half of your track workout, feel that out, kind of see how you responded to that, how you felt the next day and the next few days afterwards, that felt fine. Then start to add a little bit more on until you know you did a whole um, track or a tempo run maybe even with, and you felt, you know, you might be a little sore still, and then you could incorporate that into your racing too, so. Okay, um, Jackie, you know Jackie? I don't, I think, Jackie's but she has the same name same, as me. So same last I, I name. Should. I was like, is that your mom? Yeah, I know, like, right? I don't know. <laughs> and not that many people, Jackie, no one spells it without a T, so hey, we're related. I don't know. <laughs> so Jackie Schultz says, <laughs> she was thinking about posting a question regarding shoes. Um, how do you know when they're done? Like, what, how do you know when to finish, you know, when to get new shoes? Um, and should you alternate shoes, you know, maybe after you get new shoes to... You know, or maybe even after you have had them a while, you know, or should is it best to keep, you know, have two pairs of running shoes and just alternate between them all the time? Right, right. Um, so questions to all that. Um, I go by the 300 miles 
two if you want to go up to 500 i think 300 um that's i mean i'd rather not get injured myself um if you're tracking your mileage that's easy to do if you're not then if you have a basic idea of how many miles in a week you are putting in that could be a, a way that you would know about how many miles the shoes have and i think as time goes on you just kind of start to feel when this I, I know it sounds very not specific but you can just start to feel when the shoes feel like they're they're wearing down or you start to feel little aches and pains i've had that before too where i, I personally but i've been running a while too so for like the beginner runner i would it would be best to track if you could and if anything just average what you probably did in that week or that month to figure out when you hit that 300 mile mark um do you do the 300 or 300 to 500 Three to five. yeah mm -hmm. yeah 300 to 500 is pretty standard i think all yeah. around so but those of us who don't track our mileage you did mention that you know maybe <laughs> <laughs> unless you have a running app some people are very like you know they just want to run they don't care how far they've gone you know I would say, um, you know, look the wear and tear, like you said, kind of, yeah. you know, you can start to kind of feel when they've been getting old. Um, the other recommendation I usually give is every six months or so, um, but it depends on your, your volume. Yeah. You know, if you're training for an ultra and you're running like 100 miles a week or yeah. whatever, you know, you might need to get them more frequently, obviously. Right, right. Um, and in a situation like that, so say someone is running such like a high volume um, program, they're running 100 miles a week, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they're not going to go get new shoes like every three weeks, are they? Well, if that's the only pair of shoes they're they're wearing, I would. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. I mean. You heard it from the I pro. I don't know. That's what I mean. Send her <laughs> the bill. <laughs> but there are shoes that, um, like Ultra's actually. I'm pretty. I don't know of all their models, but they're like a thousand miles usually that you can get on those. I'm pretty sure it says too. Um, so I mean, that's the only shoe I know of that says that you can get. There, there's pro there might be more to be honest, but so it, that one is a little different. Um, I knew you were asking about alternating shoes. I think that's a great idea if you can do that. Um, definitely no problem doing it. It's not like a bad idea. Um, and there is some people that I have said in some theories that it gives it um, more time for like the cushion that in the shoes mm -hmm. to retract per se. Whether, I mean, I haven't, I don't have physical proof here that that is the truth, but I have heard that before and I mean it makes sense to me um so but right I, mean, I think that makes sense yeah <laughs> it gives it more time to kind of return to its original shape and everything mm -hmm. and um therefore perform as intended yeah um so um we're getting close to wrapping up we've been on for about 40 almost 45 minutes dang so, Jeez, just talking uh, about I know shoes. right it goes <laughs> fast I had so much to talk about shoes um so what I want to do is make sure that anybody who has any questions this is your last chance to ask um Dr. Christian Schultz uh any questions about running shoes um or about running in general i mean that's what we're here for we're here to help so if you have any questions at all um feel free to post those down below we'll wait a couple minutes for you know for any last questions but while we're kind of waiting um you know can you kind of tell us are you training for anything yourself in particular or you know what do you yeah what are you yeah doing? i was telling him last night um i'm currently i'm going to be doing grandma's half marathon in three weeks correct yes three weeks <laughs> yep three weeks um i'm I wouldn't say I've put in like real solid, solid training, but that's what I'm doing, doing this. So I'm excited to do that. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other question was if people would like to get a hold of you, yep. you know, after this, um, after this, you know, has been posted and everyone sees mm -hmm. it, you know, maybe they have questions about running shoes or running, or they would like to maybe even talk to you about like running coaching and things mm -hmm. like that, you know? Yep. 
um, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, sure. So I'll leave it in the comments too, but uh, my Facebook page is Chris, Kristen-runyourlife. That's my name of my page. Is it Chris, Kristen Schultz? No, yeah, Kristen Dash. I started to oh, add okay. Kristen and Dash together. That, not the word Dash, but like Kristen, and then there's a Dash, Run Your Life. I'll put that in the comments. And then um, on my Instagram, it's Kristen underscore Run Your Life. So, um, yep, that's where you can find me. Um, I love working with runners, especially helping runners prevent injuries. Um, for those who have had them in the past, you know, you don't want to deal with them again if you can help it. So that's my passion. <laughs> awesome. Um, and Janelle, glad you got, glad you're able to watch Janelle. Um, I just want to let you know that I met Brianne for the first time. <laughs> uh, she knows Brianne Shelman Brown. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, so we actually had a good, uh, you know, a lot of chances to talk this weekend. So that was pretty nice. You know, we have been do working together and moderating this group forever and you know, we had never met. So, um, so I'm jealous of you that you, you get to see her so much, but <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shakar said, um, how much time does it take to be an ultra runner? How to go about running? Um, how much to increase each week? Um, Mind if I start answering yeah, it? Yeah, no, that's fine. Sure, yep. sure. So um, it's not necessarily shoe related. Right, but, um, exactly. And I haven't personally done any ultra running. Oh, so. uh, okay. <laughs> um, I haven't personally done an ultra myself, but I do know, you know, quite a bit. I've done quite a bit of research and things uh, that, on, on training topic. programs and things like that. And, you know, so I would say um, it depends on what ultra you're planning on doing, you know, like what distance. So, you know, an ultra that's sort of like an umbrella term for anything over uh or 50k or up so i can go anywhere from that you know 50k to a, what like 200 miles i mean you know anything mm -hmm. actually they say anything over a marathon technically yeah yeah no yeah is uh, an ultra so you could run 26.2 miles and that's an ultra <laughs> um but uh basically so if you're gonna it depends on where you're starting i would say if you're not currently running uh for whatever reason um, due to pain obviously it's gonna take you a little bit longer you know so hopefully you can get that pain figured out if you can't go ahead and reach out to either myself or dr. Kristen and um, if you're not having pain uh, it, but you're really not running a whole lot maybe say you're running 10 15 miles a week if you were trying to get up to somewhere like a 50k I would say it's probably um, comparable to the amount of time it takes to train for like a full marathon because really it's like six miles longer or like five, five miles longer basically mm -hmm. for a 50 K. Um, so, and there are different, you know, types of um, marathon training programs, you know, anywhere from three months to heck less, but I don't think that's safe. But anywhere from three months to six months to a year, you know, it just depends on what program you go through. Um, but your, your ultra training uh, program isn't going to be um, drastically different from like your marathon training if it's a 50 K. Now, if we're talking about a hundred miler, it's a little bit different, right? Then you might want to, if you're going to do like a hundred miler, um, you're probably going to want to do some sort of um, 50 miler training. Uh, I would say you need to be running for probably at least, you know, religiously for probably about a year, maybe two years, yeah, definitely. maybe even longer before you try and do tackle anything like a 50 miler or a hundred miler. Yeah. Um, you should be pretty comfortable with the marathon distance, I think, when to be able to do a 50 mm -hmm. miler, that is. Um, but I would I would argue that most marathoners could probably do like a 50K. Um, yeah, you know, 50K, I would think. 
Yeah. So um, how to go about running? Uh, I would just say, you know, I don't have any ultra training programs, Shakar, but I would say maybe just look it up on the internet. You know, just Google, um, you know, 50, 50K or whatever, whatever distance you want to go, um, you know, training program, basically. I mean, then there will be a hundred of them, you know, and if you have any questions about them, you know, if you want me to take a look at one and see what I think and we can kind of talk about it and get you on the phone, it's up to you. Um, but I am offering that to you if you want to do that. So um how much to increase each week i would say uh try to keep it once you get up around um 15 miles a week uh or so i would say that you want to probably follow the 10 percent rule okay the rule of 10 which basically states that um, i think a lot of runners are very familiar with that but not everyone um so obviously not everyone because i think a lot of people get injured well, because yeah. they, they progress their <laughs> exercise their mileage too quickly um, so what I would say is, you know, say you're running 20 miles a week. So 10% of that is two. So the week after that, you might only run 22 miles, right? And then, you know, you can go a little bit more than 10% when you're at that, like at a low mileage, like a low training volume, because at that rate, it would take you <laughs> forever, you know, to get anywhere. Um, but especially as you start getting up into the higher mileage, you really don't want to increase more than about 10% per week okay so that's that's my recommendation Shakar um, and uh, Janelle disagrees about ultras I don't know if like maybe it's changed too or the I know they have a bunch of different models and stuff mm -hmm. and I only have one so maybe it's changed or I do they have the little inserts where you can like replace the different inserts so but yeah. maybe, maybe <laughs> that's good to know. It's good to know it's, it's different, you know. Probably just a marketing thing, anyway. Yeah, like it could be thing. like, oh, you can get more miles out of it. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they if they use different materials or what makes them, you know, what gives them the ability to make that claim. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's nobody checking no. to make sure that they're With going a thousand miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's probably just a marketing thing. But you know, if they last longer, they last longer. But right. thousand miles, I would be shocked if they last twice as long as most shoes but, right right but that's just me i don't i haven't worn ultras so just take that worth a grain and of salt. i haven't ran in them actually i just i do some weight training in them so. sure sure um okay so it's been about 50 minutes five zero minutes wow. and i didn't bring any water so <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and um, be done but if you do have any questions feel free to comment below um dr kristen schultz is in the group and so she'll be able to see any of your questions um, if you have specific um, questions for her, just tag her in the comment and then type out your question just to make sure that she sees it, um, you know, just so that she doesn't somehow miss it. Yeah, yeah. If you tag me just to make sure. That'd be great. Right. So, so um, but if you don't have any questions now, we're going to go ahead and jump off. But uh, um, go ahead and visit her page. You, you want to tell them what, it, what your page is one more time? Yeah, yeah. So it is Kristen Schultz, uh, my last name. It's up above as S-C-H-U-L-Z and then a dash and then um, run your life. So Okay. Well, I want everyone to run their life. So. All right. <laughs> well, check it out, guys, and I appreciate you watching. Thanks for having me on. This is a ton of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Back on Track Running Podcast. We truly appreciate your support. Our mission is to help 1 million runners to avoid unnecessary surgery and get back to running pain-free. We offer free online resources and paid online injury consultation and run coaching. 
to those interested in taking their running to the next level. Visit backontracktherapy.com for more details. Once again, this is Dr. Cameron Dennis, physical therapist and running specialist, and thanks for listening.